Christian, do you think it's possible for a human to fathom the true depths of reality and existence? No, I, th- I think it is impossible for us to. What would that even look like? Like, would you just be so Zen all the time? You're like, I know everything. I understand it. Like, It would take a lot of work, I think, because it would take a lot of practice to get to the point where you can maybe experience the senses that you have at a heightened level because you're paying more attention, which is hard to do in this world. And some of our personalities, like my sister would never sit still that long. Hmm. She's got to be busy. So she she has more of a, a busy Zen yeah, which makes I think something like that hard to attain. Not even with science in the future, with how things are. Do you think they'll be like we cracked the meaning of life? Here well, I think there are people that will tell you that mushrooms and peyote mm. and ayahuasca. Yeah, I think it's iboga or something like that. Boba? No, there's a. Oh, Afri- yeah. I was like, I love boba. That's that's my shit right there. I don't even know what boba is. It's like bubble tea. It's got the big old tapioca balls at the bottom. Oh of it. yeah, yeah. And why does it, everyone hate that? It is one of my favorite. The things. texture of tapioca. Yeah, it, you, you shouldn't have something slimy in your drink. Yeah, it's not like tapioca pudding though, which is small. It's like the big old, like big fat marble sized tapioca yeah. balls. If you're gonna have something slimy in your drink, it better be that the greatest drunken trip of your life to Tijuana and it better include the worm at the bottom of the tequila. Other than that, nothing yeah. slimy in That's, your drinks. You would rather have a worm in the bottom of your tequila than a ball of tapioca? There's only, That's the only excuse to have something like that squishy and no. gross. No, the other excuse could just be tapioca. <laughs> you know, that's... No, it's not natural. Oh. See, as long as we have tapioca in this world, we can never have spiritual enlightenment. There it is. Yeah. Do you think, okay, so I just found out that there's a worm at the bottom of, (laughs) is that a real drink? Is that a thing? A worm at tequila? Yeah. Like at the bottom of, where, when? There's certain tequilas you can get and that worm is saturated with the tequila from just sitting in there. And do you like eat the worm? Yep, I guess so. I've never done it. Yeah, that's, that's freaky deaky. That is too freaky deaky for me. Not even, well, Bear Grylls would probably do it, but. No, he would just eat the worm. He'd be like, oh, I He's don't, like, need, I don't need any tequila. Yeah. Protein. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, today we will be discussing the dog man. And are you familiar with this topic at all? I was not at all. And I'm still not very familiar with Wait, it. Wait, did you just find out about it when I mentioned it to you? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. That shows how active I am in these communities is I've known about this thing for like a decade. And it's so explain what it is. And then I have questions. Well, see, I also have questions because originally I just thought I was like, oh, werewolves. And they're like, no, this is Dogman. Like, you mean like a werewolf? They're like, no, it's Dogman. Where's Dogman from? 
Uh, well, I kind of get into that a little bit in, in the history of not dog man per se, like, cause that's just something I've heard of in the past, like a handful of years or whatever, you know, like for the longest time, I was just like, oh yeah, I know werewolf lore. Yeah. But I guess the difference would be that werewolves to me are a human that can turn into a wolf, like a man wolf thing. And dog man is just a man wolf thing, you know? Both not true. Uh, in my opinion. One Actually, you know what? Both possible. <laughs> okay. okay, if anything else that I have ever learned about in my life is possible, then a wolfman is also possible. It is possible. Yeah. But it's not real. Yeah. Well, well, I'll explain as we get into it. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, so the history itself isn't just on Dogman. It's these types of cryptids all throughout, like, you know, the past with, um, like, whether I think dog-headed man was pretty i mean you look at stuff like egypt and like anubis and or anubis or whatever even though that's said to be a jackal the egyptian jackal is actually in the gray wolf family so ta-da it is still technically a wolf head but yeah i did find some very interesting stories that reference dog-headed men some say they were violent some say they were and that's if like when i start getting into stories that are more recent it'll be you know, a lot of them are terrifying, but like some of these re- like stories, I'm just like, okay, well, it just sounds like you saw an island of men that had dog heads, which would be strange, sure, but not really terrifying, you know? No, that, that would... Just, you, would, you wouldn't... You would, would be, be terrified ch- by yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, me, I'd be like, they don't seem mean, <laughs> you know? Like, sit. I'll be like, hey, what's up, guys? I don't know. <laughs> you want a treat? Yeah. I'm glad I saw you. No, I know. Like, now I have this story, but... You're the treat, human. Pretty much. Probably. Yeah. I'm not landing on that island. But I also have like I the stories that I have are more recent, you know, I mean, up to like you know, a decade or two in the past. So would you prefer that I start with the history of like dog headed people or go into stories and then work our way back? I, let's, let's like, so you can hear what it's like now. Let's hear the stories and then okay. we'll go into. Cool. Uh, I'm going to start with one. I found one that took place in Alaska. And since we are in Alaska, I figured, you know what? What a great way to ease you into the idea of weird dogman creatures. And this one, surprisingly, is off of Trunk Road in Wasilla, Palmer, one of those. Wasilla, I think. Sarah Palin country for the, for the people that aren't yeah. from Alaska. That's yeah, where she's go. from. But it's off Trunk Road, which is a road that China and I are actually like, if a house opens up on that road, we want to get it because it's a great commuter area. And then when I read this story, I'm like, well, now I definitely want a house on this road have a small dog so it gets that instead of you yeah absolutely and i wouldn't even be sad with a small dog i'd be like hey you were prepared for this this is all you little buddy <laughs> i'm getting out of here what safe. you need to do is get a small dog and name it snap there you go and then yeah. you're safe this is what we trained for <laughs> yeah okay so this uh this takes place up oh, i already lied i said no more than like a decade or two ago this was 1998 1998 was over two decades ago yeah wow Getting old. I feel it. That is, whoa. Okay. Anyway, I'll, I'll come back from my existential crisis. And, <laughs> you um, get used to it. Yeah, I hope. So, yeah, this took place in Alaska. It's written by a woman named Melissa, and it took place in 1998. It's only got her first name? Yeah. Well, you, you want, what do you want? Like this person's social security number? They're just, no, they're no, telling no. about a weird story. Okay. Of course, they're not going to be like, okay, here's my full name and birth date and. My mother's maiden name. What was um, her name again? See, and you couldn't even remember that. You want more information. You couldn't even remember Melissa. Melissa, that's what I yeah. thought it was. But I'm trying to determine how much I want to pick on Melissa. There you go. Yeah. Hey, it's a fellow Alaskan, and apparently all of us love each other. 
I'm still trying to get into that loop, but... Yeah. You know, if you got to depend on somebody, depend on Alaskans. Yeah. Oh, They're yeah. a tough group. They are definitely something. <laughs> yeah. That's... Okay. In, into the, the juicy bits. Or just the beginning. Wait. I got to go back. When I say tough group for the Alaskans, I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Because they can handle yeah. stuff that most Americans would have trouble with. They're, they're yeah. a tough group. Well, did, what were you afraid the, the perception would be that they were well, like going to everyone up? Or? I just didn't. Yeah. I didn't want anybody yeah. to think that. I mean, well, that it's is, both. Yeah. Kind of. But yeah. I mean, Alaskans and are tough by nature because yeah. of the, the place they live in. It's a tough environment. So I mean it as a compliment. I've been impressed with Alaskans since I've been in the state. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Still haven't won me over completely, uh, but you got Christian. <laughs> All right. Melissa, 1998, Wasilla. My encounter took place many years ago. I never had the faintest explanation for it until a couple of months ago when I randomly stumbled across Dogman on the internet. I was in my early 20s, working swing shifts at the time and commuting about 100 miles each way, so it was usually around 2 in the morning by the time I got home. I saw the monster, as I called it, on the northernmost section of Trunk Road in the Matanuska Valley in Alaska. This area is almost smack in between the towns of Palmer and Wasilla. I was about 10 miles from home at that point, so it must have been around 2 a.m. Trunk Road is a narrow, two-lane road consisting of nothing but twists and turns. The surrounding terrain is somewhat swampy and thick with black spruce. It was late October, days before Halloween. There was no snow on the ground, but it was cold enough to be wary of ice. I was driving on an 82 Subaru going about 20 miles per hour around a curb when my headlights caught a large dark figure up ahead. I'm bad at judging distance, maybe six car lengths away. I instinctively let off the gas, coasting closer. Coasting closer? Coasting closer. You did it! Nailed it. At first I assumed it was a moose, as the area is infested with them, but no, it was standing upright. Then it must have been a bear then. No, not a bear. It looked so strange, tall enough to be an uncommonly large bear but far too slender, and it looked like it had spikes running down its back and neck. A Halloween prop? It was an odd but effective place for one. All these thoughts ran through my head in a fraction of a second. The car was still coasting closer. You did it! That, just a horrible two-word choice right there. That, I don't, that really just flubs me up, man. Too much coffee. Might have been, yeah. What if that's it? What if that, that's how it's gonna mess with me, is I'm not gonna be able to read. I'll get confused. Apologies. Um, where was I? Coasting closer. Yeah, the, the car was still coasting closer. You did it! And I could see more details. It was standing in profile, gazing across the road. I could clearly see its wolfish muzzle, large upright ears. The spikes on its back were in fact clumps of fur. Its spine curved in a smooth, very natural looking way. It was standing in the ditch, inches from the pavement, because I was focused on its upper body, I do not recall anything about its back legs, or if it had a tail. I did see its front legs though, very doggy looking, hanging awkwardly down and slightly toward its front, exactly as you'd expect if a dog stood upright. While it clearly had a canine look, there was still something off about it that I cannot articulate. It was perfectly still, and, of, and at this point, given the proximity to Halloween, I was quite convinced it was some sort of Halloween prop, because it was clearly not any kind of existing animal. I was deeply impressed and gently stepped on the brakes intending to stop and examine it closely. 
Then its head turned towards me. In the tiny fraction of a second that it took for it to swivel its head, I knew I had made a terrible mistake. The fluidness of its movement removed any and all doubt that this was some kind of prop. It was horribly, terrifyingly alive. The pale off-white glow of its eyes shine in the headlights destroyed any possibility of a human in a costume. I think I sat there gaping at it in shock for a few seconds, the car barely moving by now, but still inching closer. As I almost, or as I was almost upon it, I think I could have leaned forward and touched the car, or I think it could have leaned forward and touched the car if it had wanted. I had to look up to see its face again. I'm a bad, or again, I'm a bad judge of such things, but I am five foot four, and it was a hell of a lot taller than me. Tall like a polar bear standing. Seven feet, eight feet, I really can't say. I snapped out of my trance and slammed on the gas. The car fishtailed and I prepared myself for death by monster. <laughs> As I was certain I'd end up in the ditch, but the tires caught the pavement and I drove like a complete maniac all the way home, I did not look back. I have only been on that section of road a few times since, never alone and never in the dark. For the next several years of driving that commute, I went 20 plus miles out of the way to avoid trunk road. The thing never made any aggressive moves, but there was something about it that felt, I don't know, predatory. Or predatory. I never saw anything remotely like it again and never heard any stories about it in the area. The end. That's an interesting story. Yeah. So, sounds like Bigfoot, kind yeah. of. Well, that's, and that's one thing that is, um, like, I, like, Dogman is such a weird thing because there's a lot of different, like, descriptions of it. There's some where it, it's, like, got bulky muscles and stuff, like a, like a man, but with a wolf's head and terrifying and tall. Then there's some where it stands like a dog, but its paws, like front paws, hang in front of it like a dog's would. So it's not very, you know, muscular up top. So I don't know. You could always, like, offend some people. You're like, well, this is what they say. And then you'll get messages from people being like, that's not what dog man is, you monster. You know? What if it's a wolf? Like a, just a wolf walking around? Yeah, I mean, doing weird stuff. I mean, there are wolves in Alaska. Yeah. I'm not sure how many in Wasilla, but I, I do know they get around just mm -hmm. some of the some of the areas that would surprise people yeah but that's a crazy story yeah i mean and like i said some people do like they get confused sometimes they'll be like i think i saw bigfoot but then they'll describe their experience and be like no nah, no nah, man that was that was dogman so there's there's a, some similarity there but yeah like this one unfortunately not too much detail to go off of and it's the only dogman encounter i can find in alaska i have a like a story i heard about alaska years ago when I was up at work, which mm -hmm. up in Prudhoe Bay, somebody was telling me that they would go boating. And there was this, it wasn't really an island area, but you had to kind of boat to get to it. Yeah. And there was a, a legend there about, I guess, some military, you know, training going on out there mm -hmm. years ago. Like they sent a group of soldiers out there to, I guess, be out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And they got attacked, supposedly, this like the 50s or something like that, a long time ago. I don't remember the exact year. And they said that when people showed up to figure out what was going on, they, I mean, these people were torn apart. And really? There was like all kinds of violence that had gone on. And Did it get chalked up to a polar bear? No, because it's too far south to be a polar bear. Because hmm. this was, they were telling me the story when we were at work up in Prudhoe Bay, but they had gone somewhere down, you know, in the southern part of yeah alaska where it's really woodsy and on hmm. the on the water and they 
you know, so they, they, and they say they hear weird sounds coming from this area. So like nobody really goes to this area. It's like mm. a secretive. Would you thing. ever go to that area? No, 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 not for ter- like paranormal reasons, but maybe because there's a big ass bear or something that's going to tear you apart. Yeah. I mean, I might go sit on the edge of the water. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of look into it. Like, yeah. Sit in a boat there? out there, but yeah. I don't think there's any reason, even though I don't believe that stuff. I mean, obviously there. It could have just been a bear, but yeah, or it could have been some story that was embellished over the years, yeah, or it could have been Dog Man if there was such a thing. Well, there is, and it could have been, yeah, but there no, there's, there's, there's actually a ton of Bigfoot reports in Alaska too. Yeah, like when we had that big earthquake, um, I forget where it was, but but it was one of the islands said that when it like was happening and stuff like that, there was uh, they saw some it's like stuff run across the street and start getting to higher ground. Like they'd be climbing the mountains and stuff to get to to higher ground. That's that's nuts. Like and someone was driving, and I think they saw one like cross over the the guardrail and like run across the street and like into the other side of the road. I'm like, damn. Just what do I got to do to have one of those encounters? If I had one of those, would you believe me? If I was like, Christian, oh my God, I just saw Bigfoot. He ran across the road. Or would you be like, it was a guy in a suit? I'd be like, did you get a picture? Exactly. Yeah, now you got to open your mind a little bit, man. You got to be like, hey, maybe stuff's just super weird. I think stuff is super weird, but it's less weird if you take a picture. Yeah. I'll try to remember that when I'm, you know, scared for my life. I did... As we were talking about Dogman, I mm. reached out to some fellow Alaskans, and they have not heard that story. Well, have they looked up Dogman in Alaska? Well, I wanted to see if they'd heard it amongst their friends. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool to find out. Like, if you could find it, like, almost located a little bit. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I get an update on that, we can always add it later. There you go. But yeah, we are trying to reach out to some locals and see what they've heard. Yeah. There's a lot of mind-altering substances out in the Wasilla area, though. Yeah. I don't know if you just got done working a double shift, if you'd be, or a swing shift or whatever, driving home at 2 a.m. if you're going to be tripping balls. Seems like maybe not the most responsible thing Maybe you were doing something that kept you awake for that whole time. Cocaine. That's what it was, yeah. Or worse, so. Yeah. I know. Who knows? Sleep deprivation. There wasn't a standing wolf man. Mm-mm, at all it, it was a pretty good hallucination yeah. there you go hallucination yeah so yeah that was uh 1998 let's see i got one from texas and i got one from uh i believe england somewhere yeah i'll do this one first i have one from michigan is it the 1890 no this one well 1980s beast of bray road uh i think it's more of about a song oh oh yeah yeah, that DJ. That's 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 probably what sparked it a little bit more for yeah. people to look into it. Be like, that's what I saw. You know, I know you'll say that's what started the chaos, and people are like, "Oh, I saw that thing. That's not a song." What if you could put an idea out on a radio show and to then, test it, and then all of a sudden you like you make up some weird conspiracy yeah. or a monster, and you put it out there, and then all of a sudden people start seeing it. Then I would do it a lot more often. Yeah. I would be like, okay, I also saw this one thing. I just want chaos in the streets. In this case, we have not made up Dogman so yeah. that everybody starts seeing it. That We can't take credit for that one. True. It would be a good social experiment. Like if we had an episode where I asked if people have seen and I described this very strange thing that I completely make up. I'm like, if you have stories of this creature, write in. That's how you weed them out. Pizza man from another dimension. 
Yeah. Well, that's a real thing, though. So, but not the so. same as our pizza man. Yeah. So, what would people see if we put that out into the universe? I don't know. There's only one way to find out. Getting back to Dogman, I'm a vet student. My university is on top of a hill and outside of town. From my dorm window on the seventh floor, I can see huge wheat fields and the nearby forest. My first encounter was two years ago. I have a German Shepherd, Hades, and a husky puck, puck, a husky pup, Ragnar. That day, good yeah, g- good names for dogs. Yes. That day, I left university quite late. It was already dark outside. Usually, I don't mind taking them out at night. At night, I can let them run with, without their leashes. They are trained, and I know they are going to listen to me. Besides, I knew every or besides, I knew everyone knew. Ah, okay, I'm gonna give that a third a third go round. Do it. This is the winner. I can feel it. Besides, I knew everyone knew them and wouldn't hurt them, even if they were outside alone or left outside. They have collars that light up since Hades is fully black and Ragnar is fully white, which makes it hard to see him during the winter. <laughs> I could see them all the time. We walked for a while and they were playing and running around. At some point, Hades stopped and started growling looking into the wheat fields down the hill. I didn't think about it. There were bats, owls, and other critters around us. I leashed them, not wanting to run after them if they decided to chase something. After half an hour of non-stop growling, I've had enough and decided to take Hades home and go out so Ragnar could run around a bit more. I got home and expected him to go in his cage. He likes sleeping there. That night though, all he did was stand at the window, or yeah, stand at the window, looking out. Since the pup was whining, wanting to go out again, I tried to drag Hades in the cage and lock him in until I got back. Who knew, maybe he might try going out the window. I got a look out the window. On the parking below, I saw a black figure circling. (sighs) I gotta gotta take a breath, man. That is, that that coffee's kicking me. Okay, (laughs) I'm gonna gonna read that, that sentence again. Who knew, maybe he might try going out the window. I got a look out the window. On the parking below, I saw a black figure circling the cars. Thinking that it might be someone trying to steal, I got a flashlight and shone at it. It wasn't a thief. It wasn't a human at all. It looked up, its eyes reflecting the light from the flashlight. It was black, its head looking very similar to Hades. It was standing on all fours, but when I shone the light, it stood up. The roofs of the cars were barely reaching its midsection. It let out a growl, which I later learned that many of the tenants had heard. Hades went wild trying to bust out of the cage. Ragnar was whining even louder. I realized he didn't want to go out. He was trying to get as far away from the window as possible. The growl made me flinch and I dropped the flashlight through the window. I tried to see it again, but it was too dark. I heard the crunching of snow as it left. The next morning, I went to find my flashlight and found huge dog-like footprints in the snow and a foul smell still lingering. I borrowed infrared binoculars from a hunter friend of mine. Ever since then, I have seen it in the forest crossing the field and coming near the hill looking up. I and my roommate have been taking turns keeping watch at night when Hades starts growling. I don't take the dogs out at night, and Ragnar doesn't play and run around anymore. He just stays pressed against my feet. So that's an interesting little uh, little story there. Yeah. That's, I mean, who knows what, what it is, but, I mean, if the dogs are affected, that's something. Yeah. Is it supernatural? Or you might a, believe so. I, I would probably believe not, but. Well, if you had to have your best guess, what would it be? Probably some they, kind of animal. Some kind of animal, yeah. And dogs are really, 
sensitive and protective and Mm. or or they need you to protect them it depends on the personality of dog it sounds like that person has one dog that will like protect the family and the other one that that needed to be protected yeah if it if it is like it would kind of lend credence to the theory that animals can you know see spirits or sense danger or evil or and stuff like that or just or just be weird an energy field yeah that humans can't see maybe you know like when you look at how they react to earthquakes yeah true like they're they're, they feel it way before we do like oh shit something bad's going down yeah uh or you watch how birds react to certain things and they can yeah if you know what you're looking for or under understand it you might be able to tell when something's coming that we're not expecting what is that what that has to be something right like it it can't just be like oh it's kind of like a sixth sense these animals have i think it's a something that just evolved to help them navigate the world yeah you know whether they see things differently and most animals do see things differently from us including dogs yeah so maybe they're able to see things that we're not aware of i Um, was um i was reading one recently about dogs that said that they they think that they can feel like magnetic fields and stuff like that and they find their way home based on that like they can navigate by just magnetic fields which makes sense which you know it makes sense a lot of animals migration yeah. for birds seems yeah. to be yeah that one's always i'm just like damn that's nuts so they do that every it's got to be similar yeah. to that and you know what senses i think going back to when the beginning when mm. you asked me the question that you did it was uh what senses have we dulled as we've gotten into a modern world where we don't have animals and predators and you know yeah. every moment's not life and death any like it used to be back in our you know, early days. Yeah. What have we lost because of that? Or what did we lose because we became best friends with dogs and they started protecting us from some of those things that they can hear or smell or sense. And we didn't need to keep those kind of, um, we didn't have to put our energy into that. Yeah. We had little little assistance. So it just changed through the years. Maybe we've lost that. That's so weird to think about that. It's just like something that's natural to them. Like, well, I know this is the direction I go. If it's natural to them, though, and other animals, there's a pretty good chance it's natural on us. We yeah. just don't know how to use it anymore. Or we've found other means like, you know, how long, however long ago people started navigating with stars and the sun. Yeah. Maybe we didn't need that stuff anymore because we were able to see and connect different things to help us through life. So we lost those senses that we maybe had as, a, as an animal. Yeah. Anything's possible, my man. This one, it comes from just outside the Sam Houston National Forest in Texas. Probably near Houston. In Texas. Or near Sam. <laughs> Sam Houston was a famous Texan. Yeah. Can't remember exactly what he did. Yeah, probably something with guns or beef jerky. I don't know. What, what do they do out there? I think he was a soldier. Yeah. I could be wrong. Could be. Are Texans going to come and beat my ass now? Do you think that's what's next? No, they should just, they should, what they should do is write in and inform us a little bit more. Tell me what Texas is most known for outside of terrifying ghost towns. I think when I was driving to Florida from California, we drove through some very, very weird looking ghost towns in the like middle of the Texas desert. Cool experience, but I did not get out of the car. I wonder if they're former like oil towns or could be yeah you know it's it, texas is a, is a interesting state yeah i think i just heard joe rogan's moving to texas yeah. 
That's a good move too. Get away from LA. Get away from California for a bit. Cause well, and there's Texas has a lot to offer. Mm. I mean, there's great places I hear in Texas. Yeah, I know China and I want to visit um, Austin. I think. Yeah, Austin's supposed to be great. I've been yeah. to San Antonio. It was beautiful. Yeah, then that's that's weird. Like I, the only flavor I have of Texas is just dry, desolate desert. But it's probably the same thing as like California, where I, our area is desolate desert. And then, you know, you go up north and you're like, oh, how beautiful, you know? Right, right. So it's probably the same thing. Yeah, it's uh, the city of San Antonio is beautiful. It's old. I, yeah. I didn't go into the Alamo, but I was right there. And there's all kinds of ghost stories in that area that I'll yeah. bring up on another episode. Probably, yeah. One that I have experience with. Teaser for the future. Well, there you go. The future is looking bright. It was about 4 a.m. one morning. I was sitting on the porch smoking a cigarette, enjoying the peace and quiet. But at this time, it was too quiet, absolutely no noise. And in this forest, even at four, or even for 4 a.m., there are always noises. I shined my spotlight around from the backside of my property and followed the tree line. I came to the biggest tree directly across from my front porch, and next to the tree was the biggest wolf head I have ever seen looking at me from behind the trees. This head had to be about four to four and a half feet off the ground. This thing had the brightest green eyes I've ever seen, captivating actually. I just stared, slightly shaking with the light in hand. After a few seconds, this thing grabbed the tree with its hand, not paw, but hand, and stood up next to the tree. I was floored. What in the hell am I looking at? I was in shock and completely scared. This creature was gray and was standing there just looking at me. I couldn't move. I was shaking terribly. This thing then took two steps towards me, and that snapped me out of my trance, and I reached behind me trying to find the doorknob. I ran inside and woke up my wife and begged her to come outside and see this. That's a nice husband. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have to see this terrifying thing that's outside our house. Were they having marital problems when he suggested yeah. that? Honey, I got just the surprise. You know that life insurance policy we got last month? Come see this there big, ugly, scary yeah. monster. Someone's getting a payout very soon. Yeah. Surprisingly, instead of yelling at me for waking her up, she said she could tell me something or she could tell something was wrong with me by the sound of my voice. China would never do that, for the record. If I wake her up, I better have a death wish because it will be granted very, very soon. <laughs> yeah, she came to the front door and I just knew this thing would be gone, but it wasn't. There it stood and the look on my wife's face said it all. She was seeing what I was seeing. The creature then dropped to all fours and walked down the tree line back into the forest. I've never been the same since. It left me scarred when I'm, uh, yeah, left me scarred where I'm afraid of the woods at night and very jumpy of noises and things. It looked like a giant gray werewolf, which I now know is probably what is referred to as a dogman. People need to know that these things are out there. I'm not saying people should go out there and obliterate them, them all, if they could even find them, but people should be aware that they exist and they're out there. But believe me, I've tried telling others and they just laugh and make jokes and think I'm nuts, which makes the people who have encounters shut down and not share their experience. Anyways, that's it in a short nutshell. If you read all this, thank you for taking the time. Take care and be safe out there. So that's Texas. And Texas. that's what I was saying. Like, you know, that one has hands. What if it doesn't, though? Well, I mean, if you see its hand, that's... I don't know how many wolves, if there are any left in Texas. Hmm. I would say there's a good good way to explain the size, and that's to look at the difference in a large wolf compared to a human. Mm. Wolves are huge. Yeah. What it, you know, and I still would lead toward it actually being a canine and not a 
canine man. You say that now. Especially, and here's two other interesting things about mm. both Alaska and Texas. Yeah. There's people walking around hunting all the time or mm. on their property with guns in both those states. Somebody would shoot a dog man mm. if they existed. Well, see, that's, that's the thing is there are people that have claimed they have killed him. And do you know what happens next? According to conspiracy theorists, ancient alien conspiracy theorists say that go. the government <laughs> covers it up. Yeah. Yeah. There's this, like, I, I listen to a few podcasts where, um, you know, they have people come on, like literally call in and talk about their encounters. I believe it was the confessionals. There's this guy that claims that he killed Bigfoot. He blew its head off and that immediately, like there's the next day FBI are there. They're, he says, I killed it. Yeah. It, it was going to attack me. I killed it. Then, you know, government comes in, rolls in those black, shiny SUVs, takes them out, says, if you tell anyone, or if you do that again, like it was something like almost like against the law, like endangered, um, endangered species or something. You killed an endangered species. Like that's illegal. You could go to prison for this. And when I heard that, I'm like, damn. Well, I mean, cause like what, what kind of mindset do you have to be to make that up? Like, why would you randomly be like, I'm going to make this story up about me shooting Bigfoot and the feds coming? Maybe on some of these, on a lot of conspiracy stories, I would not always say people make up stuff. Yeah. But people believe. And then we'd have to figure out why people believe and see this stuff that they see. Mm. You know, one side, the uh, conspiracy side will say it's real and it's an actual cryptid. Yeah. And the other side would say, no, there's something that made this person hallucinate this or exaggerate it or, or be so terrified yeah, they yeah, made yeah. it out. So, I mean, it's, again, if whoever shot that Bigfoot didn't take a picture, mm. he needs to be slapped. He, well, he was claiming that they, like, they're, that they're just a common thing on his property. Like, he said there's, like, I think if, I remember if I'm not mixing stories or up or anything like that, like, Bigfoot are known to travel along, like, power lines for whatever reason. Uh, at least that's what I've been told. I haven't witnessed it firsthand. But I think his property was nearby power lines, and so they would constantly be, like, traveling this one area. I would say, and that, if that was the case, if Bigfoot existed mm. and traveled along electrical lines, mm or power lines, I would say it's probably more because humans are traveling along power lines, keeping an eye on it or because it's, you know, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, tend to stay near the power lines if, because you can always find your way back oh. or yeah, that, is a that good tends to be where roads are and stuff. So yeah. I would say maybe that's just where humans tend to be. If in fact, something like Bigfoot yeah. existed hmm. and we're putting it on a power line when it's really just like there, that's where humans are and. To take it farther on Bigfoot, and maybe it can connect to something like Dogman. Hmm. Stephen King talks about like an area, I think it's in Maine or around there, where he calls it walk-ins, where like these things just, there's a myth or stories about these things just appearing like Bigfoot and then being gone like they're interdimensional beings. Yeah. So. That, that's what's called in the Bigfoot, Bigfoot community, the woo-woo community is the ones that are saying they're interdimensional beings because look as strange as it sounds there's a lot of reports with not just you know seeing bigfoot but but seeing ufo crafts and stuff like that there's people who have said they see the the bigfoot come out of ufo craft like you know and granted some of these people might be off their rocker i'll give you that but at the same time you're like i don't think everyone is you know, it seems weird that, that, it, that a lie would just be perpetuated over and over and over again by so many people you know well, if you like look at witnesses of crimes, they see things that aren't there a lot. Mm. 
because of the high stress situation or just how they memorize yeah. remember things. Well, look, I'm I'm the same way. Like I got I got held up by gun or at gunpoint in Vegas, and the cops were asking me questions like 20 minutes later about what they look like, and I'm like, damn, uh, they looked like three people. And like literally to the point where we drove by, like drove, I was in the back of the cop car, knees crushed up against that seat for doing nothing, by the way, but also looking for the people who did this. And they would point out and be like, is that the guy? And literally I'm like, I'm not going to tell you to arrest that dude because I am not 100% certain that's him. Like, and that was just 20 minutes. You know, I, so I can't imagine, you know, stuff like this where it's a little longer. As a fellow person that has been robbed, I would say I, I, couldn't really re recognize the person again yeah because it all happened so fast it's yeah. a it's a it catches you off guard you know i'm not a kung fu master i'm not like training my whole life for this moment no no you have to you have to kind of be trained to stay calm in those situations yeah. and, and i don't know if you've noticed i'm not relatively a very calm person <laughs> never noticed i mean i'm calm my personality is super calm but inside screaming constantly nonstop. <laughs> so yeah those are some of the uh the stories if you like, were to Wikipedia dog man, it goes into more of like the Michigan lore. From Wikipedia, it says the Michigan dog man was allegedly witnessed in 1887 in Wexford County, Michigan. The creature is described as a seven foot tall, blue eyed or amber eyed bipedal canine like animal with the torso of a man and a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream. According to legends, the Michigan dog man appears in a 10 year cycle that falls on years ending in seven. Sightings have been reported in several locations throughout Michigan, primarily in the northwestern quadrant of the Lower Peninsula. In 1987, the legend of the Michigan Dogman gained popularity when disc jockey Steve Cook recorded a song about the creature and its reported sightings. You should play that song. Yeah, that, what a weird song. Like, I don't know if I could get down with a song like that. You know, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be like my go-to gym hits. Well, looking at the the song, it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's catchy, and he's basing it on mm. the myths he's heard about. I reached out to uh, a Michigander. I don't know if that's the right way. Yeah, I was like, is that what they call themselves? I've actually reached out to so two people that I know from Michigan. Mm. One doesn't know anything about it. My former roommate Mike, great yeah. guy. If he'd heard about it, he would tell me. We'd probably joke about it. Classic. An another guy I work with, Kenny, says it's a North Northern Michigan legend. There's even a cheesy movie. I believe that. they they Okay, these B-grade movies always come in and ruin folklore and true creatures out there haunting our nightmares. It's almost like guaranteed, like there was a Slenderman movie that came out, or something inspired by the Slenderman story, which right. was fake to begin with. Creepypasta is different than reality. Yes. If you're not aware of that, then or you need the to same. be. Yeah. Well, no. Well, I don't know. Who's to say? You know, what's funny is when I was looking up the story, because I hadn't been familiar with it, hmm. in, on Skeptoid.com, they talk about it. They talk about the song. And one of the things they say, if you're a student of urban legends, you should, should immediately recognize this motif. It's a classic people doing something morally questionable are shocked back into moral compliance by an unsettling encounter story, hmm. which is a story you could take all the way back to biblical times mm -hmm. and before, because that is a classic story. It's like the sto story of the hero that has been around since before the Bible and is still popular today yeah. in like Luke Skywalker oh, and yeah, Harry yeah, yeah. Potter. Yeah, it's a very 
very popular story arch and it and it connects to humans i mean and it and in the article on skeptoid it also compares it to the slender man yeah um says like dog man slender man has clearly documented fictional origins but in the years since the lines between fiction and belief have blurred such that some people think seriously about slender man as an actual entity yeah and that's i'm sure that's added to the fact that two girls murdered somebody Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we just call idiots. You Mm -hmm. know, the idiots of society. It also says in the article that not many people in northern Michigan take the legend Dogman too seriously. Probably similar to like the Jersey Devil. I don't know if you've ever heard about that. Uh, Absolutely, yes. Great early X Files show on the Jersey Devil. Yeah. Which I didn't know was a thing, even though I'm a hockey fan. And I'm New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Yeah. The first hockey game professional hockey game i went to was the la kings against the new jersey devils i was probably a devils fan back in those days this was before they were good it didn't have like broder and stevens no, it, and was be- it was before that uh, I, I, it was t- yeah so probably not then it was it was cool because the kings won mm. and That's the three players rare. that scored were wayne gretzky who was the greatest yeah um yari curry who was my favorite king at the time and he has a great name that just rolls off. Yari Curry. It's a cool name, cool guy. All around cool. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's got that <laughs> s- Scandinavian swagger. Yeah. And he's a Hall of Famer. And then Dave Taylor. Who I remember Taylor, yeah. Played his whole Curry, life with actually. the LA Kings. Yeah. And um, also, all three of those, them are in the Hall of Fame now. And I saw them all score in the very pro- first professional game I went to. Yeah. Three three birds with one stone right and there. Yeah. Later on, I found out about the Jersey Devil and where they got their name from. Yeah. Which will probably have to be another story. But yeah, it but, almost sounds similar to Dogman, Bigfoot yeah. type stories. But it's another like to me when I first saw depictions of the Jersey Devil, to me that screams chimera. Like that doesn't scream like but, actual creature that should be around. It screams experimentation. But the Jersey Devil's been around since before. Before chimeras? Yeah, before, like genetic manipulation and splicing. Yeah, way but, before. Okay, that's, maybe that's before an modern old story. Maybe before modern, but but that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of this stuff is like today's modern science is witchcraft of the past, man. Like honestly, because they were doing that stuff back then. Like it's just not well documented, or uh, it's no. This is like prior to even getting to that level. I mean, this yeah. comes from the beginnings, from what I understand of our our country. Yeah. And maybe even Native American myth. But there was witches back then. There was witchcraft and sorcery. I think the Jersey Devil's probably an animal that was just... Flying around with its bat wings and its horse head and its... No, the Jersey Devil I'm familiar with doesn't have bat bat wings, but... You should pull up a picture of the Jersey Devil. I thought that was the Mothman. Mothman has big, big big-ass wings, but also bright red eyes and... So he doesn't just talk in like this, make be like, that seems like that can't be real. Okay, you know what seems like it can't be real? Hmm. And this is from the science side, and I've tried, and maybe there is a mathematical way to to, <laughs> to get this, and maybe I'm just a big idiot, but what seems like it can't be real is looking at stars that are way out there in the distance and being like, oh, how far away is that star? It's 97.4 light years away. And you're like, there's no way you can calculate that. There's no way. Like, in my mind, I'm like, there's no way. You can't go out there and physically measure it, so you don't know how far away it is. But they have ways of measuring it. But see, that's what I'm saying. The only way to truly measure something is to do it physically. 
I don't think so. It is. You I measure twice, you cut once. They have to, those all, are the rules. Man. All they have <laughs> like, to do to measure it is be able to tell the speed of light. No, because okay, and they but can, and you'd they still can, need to know where, where it was to measure the speed of light. But with they it, can right? tell where it is. But see, that's why how saying. bright it is, where it's at in the sky. They, they have mathematics. Okay, what if there's a star that's closer, that's just a little dimmer than the rest and smaller? They can so tell it looks that. like the same it would if it was a million billion light years away, like they but say. But they it can is. tell that now. But they can't. There's no way they can. They know that, like, okay, that star is not there anymore. Yeah, or. Which, which means that at some point it burned out. It doesn't mean that we know how far away it is. Like By the speed of light, you can find out. I'm Math- sure. Look, mathematics this is, is like yeah. mat- magic to us sometimes when it gets because to that Because it is level. magic. If you can honestly tell that that far away or without is, ever measuring, without ever getting close enough to see it with your physical eyes, then yeah, that's, that's magic. <laughs> But it's it's when you think everything in life is mathematics. Everything is yeah. Math- everything is based on like that that what matrix code, right? Or zero, just zero, just one, measurements zero, zero. and yeah. distance and size. Everything is mathematics. Yeah. It's just those mathematicians are brilliant on a level we can never us normal people can't understand. Yeah. No, I understand their brilliance. I'm telling them, and I'm saying this to the scientific community as a whole. Don't tell me you could pick up a rock and say this was from a hundred million years ago. You can't ever know that for sure. Like it's just as weird as me saying aliens came down and put this rock on the ground for us to find. That's what they can tell that by how it's made, by when the rock was, (laughs) because there are certain rocks that only came into existence in certain time periods. And they can tell that. But the, by, how do they know? How do they know in that time period that's where that rock was? Because they weren't there. That like, we be, have to trust these people with lab coats, but we don't. Like they could be fucking bullshitting us a hundred percent. They could be. Yeah. And some have before. But if you can replicate the experiment multiple times, that tends to say the experiment's correct. If yeah. you know, and they can trace how old something is by you know, how deep within the ground it is yeah and then assuming they knew where the water levels were. well they can tell the layers yeah and some of the um biological material in those layers they can test for decay yeah um and to me they can compare some of it historically yeah to kind of gauge in if they're right they have the sun nearby which they can tell how far away is no they can't (laughs) they just fly a spacecraft up to it up to the sun close enough is that doable they can get within a distance. I mean, but how how long do you think that distance is? Oh, it's pretty far. Like a few thousand miles, more probably, than that. Probably more than that. Yeah. So we we don't know how far away the sun but is. But you can measure the light from far. the sun, <laughs> no, okay. and you know you can you can yeah. measure the distance in other ways. They they have yeah they but have ways of telling. I'm not saying that I don't believe a lot of science stuff because there's some stuff that can be proven to me very easily, and I'm a dumb dumb with anything scientific. Like I just it most of it I can't comprehend. But certain things I do. So I believe in science. I believe in certain things, certain aspects. But what I'm saying is there's a large portion of science that is completely made up and put on us to like shoulder that and be like, I guess that's how old this is. Or I guess that's when this was around. Like there's no way for them to physically prove it without ever being alive back at that time. There are ways though. And Uh, and also, (laughs) but if you look at their time periods, they can't tell you the exact year. They can tell you like, within a hundred thousand years say on a rock on on biological material they can tell you um and biological not necessarily humans it's like trees or plants even they can tell you a proc they could be closer on that than a rock 
yeah. because they can measure the decay, which they've measured in other ways. And even with the sun, if you sent, you don't send a spacecraft directly into the sun, but you can send it out far enough yeah. to where you can see the distance between the sun and the earth. And you also have comets coming around the sun and other astronauts. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I understand stuff like that, that that's relatively close by, sure. Yeah. But to me, the second anyone was like, this creature has been extinct for 65 million years, I say, you don't fucking know that. You well, don't. you just I don't. think based on evidence yeah. available, they can tell that pretty closely. To what, within a million years? Like, to me, that's, it's just off. Like the I mean, whole I'm thing sure there's off. some things that might have been considered dinosaurs yeah. that lasted a lot longer than is, is believed based on the fossil records. Yeah. But not, it wasn't like it, to where dinosaurs were necessarily with humans. There were probably la large descendants of dinosaurs yeah. that were larger than most animals at the time that maybe ancient humans or pre-humans experienced but i just i just feel like western science is a lot more strange and aggressive with it like there was a fish that they believed was extinct for 55 million years that was found in south america and they hailed it as one of the greatest discoveries for science well that is that's pretty impressive and they, yeah, but they it's say not there's because if you talk to the locals they're like that fish yeah it's been here the whole time yeah but if 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 it's only been seen in fossil records or in wild areas that people don't normally go yeah. to, they wouldn't know that. And but, that's part of exploring the world. I mean, we know the ocean's got things in there that we have no clue. Yeah. Because they're so old and they're so hard to find in the ocean. So if you go to like the Amazon or yeah, yeah, some yeah. jungle river that most humans don't go to, just the locals live there. If we found these things in like fossil records from the quotably 50 million years ago wouldn't that also disprove evolution right there if it's the exact same thing that we no. found right now uh no because it wouldn't have changed over the 50 million years it might have it depends on the environment yeah and that's the thing if it lived in the same environment if it reached peak evolution like well if we just or, if if it hasn't been seen in all these years it doesn't mean it doesn't still yeah. exist in certain cases i mean they've been talking about the the what is it the giant squid or whatever yeah for hundreds of years since sailors have been True. around yeah yeah and yeah. now just recently they finally caught it on video yeah which is scary very scary much. but yeah. amazing i mean maybe it wasn't taking down ancient sailing ships but it was you know yeah. with as big as the one they saw was you could see it creating a lot of the mythology that we thought because we hadn't seen it and yeah. that just shows you know, for something like the ocean, we don't understand that much about it. We, you know, we've under... 5% we, is what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, we understand more about it than any other time in human history. But there's still a lot that we haven't seen. Yeah. Because in my mind, like when I hear that, that type of information where you talk to locals and they're like, nah, this thing's been here the whole time, dude. Like in my mind, it means one of two things. Either evolution isn't a thing or two, that we've been lied to about dating and that that fossil you found was from 10 years ago. And then you're like, oh, goodness, 50 million years ago. But a fossil couldn't be from that. Yeah. I mean, a oh, yeah, it does take a certain amount of time for yeah. it to actually fossilize. And become, Which, yeah. you know, and I'm sure there'll be other animals we'll come across that yeah. we haven't that we only have seen in the fossil record as we get farther into the jungle or farther into the ocean. Sure, yeah. And um, I hope they're terrifying looking. I honestly hope we find some monsters back there and be like, look at this big boy. Well, I mm -hmm. mean, 
Maybe Godzilla's there. Yeah. There's still time. Yep. Maybe that's a, that didn't come out of nowhere. It's I th- I think it's it's not a knock on science that they can't figure out some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just the natural progression of yeah. science to keep studying. And if anything like a dog man was in existence and it was discovered, then good, good luck catching it. First of all, well, yeah, um, but at some point that would change the way we think, which is what science is supposed. To but be. do you think if that happens, like let's say they discover Bigfoot or they discover like Dogman or something like that, who in the scientific community do we have to go up to for an apology for the last God knows how many years of like just criticizing and ridiculing people for saying they've seen these things? That's just kind of, I don't think you'd, it'd be worth getting an apology. It would be. Like if, if you got called crazy for years and years and years and someone, and then they're like, oh, oops, turns out it's real. You know, if that was your friend that did that to you, you'd be like, fuck that dude forever. But never talk why, to him again. maybe you would be like, why did my friend think that? Was I, you know, mm, it, to me, it's, it's, I, know. I, I wouldn't be offended. Yeah. And, you know, me being more skeptical, I'd be like, oh, I guess you were right and move on because it's, you know, that's just the way it works. But see, then the tables will have turned and it'll be us that'll be like, you didn't even believe in Bigfoot till two months ago. So shut your mouth. You don't know what you're talking about. I would say I don't believe in things I don't see evidence of. What a a great day that's going to be for me. Can you imagine all the people I got to call up? If anything weird gets discovered, I'm like, hey, did you see this? Something like a Bigfoot makes more sense to me because it would just be an ape. Yeah. In my opinion, if if something like that existed. Some super smart ape. You know, I'm not to the point where I can jump on board with interdimensional beings but not till you see it phase out of some kind of weird existence yeah you know? yeah or mm. it's proven that there's i mean there a lot of people believe there's different dimensions a lot of very scientific people i, I heard the them. number 11 and that yeah. scared the shit yeah. out of me with a lot of math mm. they're using a lot of math to figure this out you know it's just a theory until you can prove it yeah. and so i can see there being a leftover ape-like creature that lives out in the middle of nowhere mm. That just avoids us because we have yeah. some funny smell to us, like we'll destroy its world. They have some sense that realizes their human yeah, relatives are, yeah. are very destructive children. We are indeed. And we would hunt them all down and put their heads on our, our walls next to our deer mm-hmm. if there was such a thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. We're going to do a Bigfoot at some point, but the thing with Bigfoot for me is that I have way too many stories with Bigfoot that I, I, I'd have to comb through and be like, well, this is a really, really good one that I like. Like, you'd it's almost to, like I'd have to pick, like, my, my top few stories. To you'd have like, to find is. stories that haven't been touched on, something yeah. new, because everybody's done Bigfoot. What, what really needs to happen is I need to go out and encounter Bigfoot so I can regale you with that. And I could be like, well, sit down, let me spin you a yarn. I just saw one out back, you know? That's what needs to happen. I don't know how realistic that is probably not very realistic yeah, but we'll see you know it's been a strange year so this would be the year for me to see one i mean this is the year of the kraken and i only say that because that's the name of the new hockey team in seattle yeah kraken i like that it's a really good mm. it's a good name yeah it's a good choice yeah it's probably been about 25 minutes since we talked about Dogman. so i gotta I, I realized that our tangent had had expanded into several different and i almost pushed it further with something else because i'm like wow i can build on that too what a fun little web we're weaving. Yep. Okay, so we've gone over some of the weirder stories, or not even weirder stories. I've heard, actually, real quick, let me recap one that I heard on The Confessionals, which is a great podcast that everyone should check out. Uh, Tony is a incredible dude <laughs> and deserves as many listeners as he can get. Uh, there was this woman that came on, and the episode was called The Roof Walker. 
And I don't remember what episode it was, but it was the story of this woman that was terrified by a dog man nightly. And like got to the point where, you know, she's seen the thing. She knows what it looks like. Here's it walking on the roof and all that stuff. And it's just, I think it's her and her kid, but it, it's been a while since I've listened to it. She calls the, the police over and the guy ha- is a canine unit. So he sends the dog and the dog runs over to go attack this thing. And it hurts. Like all he hears is the dog scream, like pretty much squeal or whatever and like run back. And the cop is, she says that the cop said, don't ever call us here again. You can call. We're not coming back here. I don't know what that is. You need a priest. Go get some other help. We can't help you. And it was just, a, it's a very, and if, it, if you listen to her tell it, it's very convicting. Like she is either an incredibly great actress or she suffered a severe trauma through this experience. And, and I love those types of stories because those are the ones that kind of pull me in. I'm like, damn, she sounds very convincing. And for me, I'm like, super cool story. I, I love being on the edge of my seat with that stuff. Would never want to experience something like that. But so anyway, um, as far as the history goes, I did some some looking into the past. Thanks, Google. Hmm. You know, the, the idea of dog-headed men has been around for a very long time. Um, you've got the, the one that, that I kind of looked into the most or, or started everything off with was Anubis, just because to me personally, you know, we talked about giants and stuff like that and like these old gods pretty much that, that ruled the world. And when I see hieroglyphics, I think that stuff, I'm like, damn, like, why would they draw this dude with the head of a jackal? And if it didn't really have the head of a jackal, like regardless of how you pictured him in your mind, like, you know, like how do these things originate? Like, how do they get their look? I, if I know, if, uh, if I remember right, I don't know, but mm-hmm. if I remember right, a lot of it had to do with that's the form the Egyptians got, Egyptian gods took. Mm-hmm. And since their pharaohs were godlike, that's sometimes the look that they gave their pharaohs and, yeah. and significant beings in their, in their story or in their history. Yeah. That's what they gave. And that's kind of just stuck with it. Or it could be, if you go watch the uh, original Stargate movie, they have a totally different take that yeah. deals with aliens. That's kind of fun to watch. I don't, I don't think, I think giants. Stargate? No, or no, no. And the Egyptians? And like Egyptians and stuff like that. Like that's, that's where my head goes to make the most sense. And that's a weird sentence to say out loud. That is. But, you know, that's just, that's the thing that to me seems the most plausible. I don't, I don't see giants in, in Egypt. Yeah. I, I think... I think it's just a natural worshiping type thing yeah. from back then, and and but you'll see some of their depictions as some of these these people or gods being tall and or yeah. larger, and that could just be them making and having them a the big elongated thing. heads like was was a really popular thing. Yeah, and yeah. there was someone that that I forget what, but it was while researching the giants, like I was reading that that you know some of these clans of giants had elongated heads. And like all the, it would show all these pictures from these ancient, like the Pope, there was one of a Pope that had like a really long head and, and like the painting you, if you look at it, you're like, oh, it's normal. But if you pay attention, you're like, that oh, is a very long head, you know? So it's almost like, were they depicting these things accurately or was it, well, let's just give them a really long head. Let's well, I think that, there man. was a group of people in South Africa that, ba- that would bind the heads of their children to elongate mm-hmm. their, yeah. elongate their skull. For the skulls. Yeah. Yeah. And people always connect that to some alien technology yeah. showing them that and they're trying to the story is that they're trying to look like their gods the gods yeah but but that if they wanted to look like the gods they'd look like the elongated skull giants it, it could be but 
Yeah. You know, that could just be a cosmetic thing, like mm. earrings yeah, or those, be. you know, bones through your those, nose. Those long neck, neck stretchers yeah. that they sometimes do in Africa. The war yeah. paint that, you know, a yeah. lot of soldiers did throughout societies throughout the world. Yeah. Um, and that's, but that's what I'm saying is like, like that's one of the only theories that, that to me I can connect to a lot of things is, is the one with giants. So I'm like, so that's why it's more fun for me because I'm like, damn, that could possibly not nothing's definitive, but that could possibly connect here. That could be the reason that you see this here and this. Like it's so widespread that it that it latches on to pretty much everything. Giants are fun, yeah, but there's no proof. Oh, uh, yeah. even you know, <laughs> even within the Smithsonian, I would bet there's no proof. Yeah. You really at yeah. this point, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, because if you are covering that up, why would you leave it there to be found eventually? Because you're forcing your own narrative. You don't want people to know about giants because it ties into religion. It ties into this and it ties into all these other things. Like they don't want that. They want, if that it goes against what science says or what, you know, common knowledge is or history, we need to shift it to point towards what we want to point towards. I would think that some of these people that would use the giants to support their religion would be pushing it right now that would be especially since few, religion but, has become yeah. such a big part of our government against our founding father's wishes yeah but that's, that's those people problem. would further their agenda by producing information on giants yeah um because then they could say see our our it backs up yeah yeah our creation story is correct yeah but that's but what i'm not saying seeing that yet that, that's where the church today gets everything wrong and that's what pisses me off like they should be focusing on this is a major story arc in the bible giants the fact that they're not makes me yeah a little leery of of organized religion no it makes me think that there's nothing there yeah i mean organized religion can be a dangerous thing sometimes anyway if it gets too powerful or or too interconnected with power and not just you know we're not just talking about the United States, any religion in any mm-hmm. part of the world throughout history, if yeah. it gets too connected to power, ends up not quite being as good as it its yeah. followers expected it to be because sure. power corrupts. But I know constantly, isn't that such a weird thing that happens? Like everywhere, wherever there's power, it will eventually get to the point where it blows up. The guy blows everything and it's back down, knocked back down to nothing. It's well, like a balance. Having power is, is not an easy thing. Mm. It takes work to maintain it, to deal it out equally. I mean, yeah. you've, you've even had, I mean, I'm sure you've had bosses that have had power go to their head Something. and that's just a tiny bit of power. That's not even real power that we're talking about. And yeah. it already goes to their heads. Yeah. I don't know how we got on that from Dogman, but. Uh, Dogman, giants, power, managers that have been rude. All right, we'll go back to Dogman and giants. Yeah. The only conceivable way I could see that dog man is real mm. if it's a giant wolf and yeah. by giant i mean just bigger a big wolf yeah so like that's a my dire wolf or like a well, just a bit like a larger sized wolf mm. in a stressful situation i mean yeah if a wolf's putting his hands on a tree maybe it's his paws because he's mm. reaching for something up in the tree because wolves you know a smaller tree with a lower branch and when you see something that scary yeah like i think a wolf is naturally a scary thing to humans, especially a big sure, one. Sure, yeah. And then their their eyes, you know, that there's lights. Yeah. yeah, they'll they'll and right there, that'll th- once you see a wild animal's the glow of their eyes. Yeah, it's gonna put the fear in you. Yeah, I 
the the only thing that that gave it a little more credibility for me was him saying that not only did he see it see the hand he went inside got his wife brought her out and she saw it and they both acknowledged it being a weird ass very tall wolf standing there with its hand on the tree and which is you know interesting that two people say the same thing mm. but shared delusion or maybe, maybe not she's delusion sleepy from being woken up maybe just a belief or mm. you know that's why when the police are talking to witnesses they separate them because they feed off each other yeah, yeah and yeah. it changes the story mm. So that's why sometimes, whether it's Dogman, Bigfoot, aliens, that's why you have to be skeptical of their stories because they're really hard to verify, especially in heightened emotions. And depending on how they're debriefed, if they are with a group talking about it, that Mm. changes the story just naturally because humans are storytellers. And it's really easy once you hear your best friend next to you talk about their what they saw, even if they were standing right next to you, it's it's a natural thing for you to see what they saw, even yeah. if you saw something different. You just it's the way our mind works, and it's it's that is itself interesting that we can share, you know, something like that, like an hallucinate an hallucination or hallucinations. Yeah, um, there's a lot of tough words in this in this field, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coasting, what was it? Coasting comfortably or? or no, close, coasting close. Oh, Wait, I don't remember. Yeah. It was, I pronounced that relatively well, so it must not have been that. You've been practicing it. Yeah, three <laughs> but, times. Yeah, so I, it's, but that's the, what's so hard about these things is you can't have a really good, you can't get good information because there's so much emotional, issue, so many emotional things that might sway your opinion or yeah. we don't remember things correctly, even if it just happened to us. It's That's yeah. why these these subjects are impossible to prove in most cases without but, good information or good um, evidence. Yeah, but that's why I bring up these stories of the history of these sightings. Because it, it says that, okay, if someone was out and they saw one of these things and then they went and they researched it, they could be like, okay, so maybe I'm not a lunatic. Maybe I did see something that has been recognized throughout history and maybe it's just not as common today as it was. You know, like it's just a callback to be like, this isn't something that, that came about 20 years ago. This is something that has been talked about for ages. And sometimes we build upon that age-old story Mm. to the point where we get a story like Dracula from Mm. Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. I mean, that's a fictional story based on a true figure. Mm. And look how far it's come. Now we have Twilight and... Oh, don't remind me. You know, all these other kind of vampire stories, True Blood, that just... Yeah, there was a real period, like of five years, where every show that came out on TV and every movie was... A true vampire story. You know, and okay, come on. in our our time of television and, and film entertainment, those stories have come come along at different time periods. It just is like a popularity thing. When it gets yeah. popular, it'll come back. When somebody has a new story to tell that grabs people, other people will tell other yeah. stories like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that could just be how history's been. I it's mean, we, possible. We have plenty of monster stories based on myth. Mm-hmm. Um, and on just flesh and blood, like flesh and blood people. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not ruling it out ever. Like, like I could be a hundred percent wrong on all of this, but for me, I've, I've looked into this stuff for years. You know, it's always fascinated me. I've always been drawn to trying to find connections between stuff and everything like that. Like, so for me, I'm like, if it's even possible that this stuff is happening crazy, like my mind is blown, especially that it'd be able to stay under wraps for so long. Yeah. That's where, that's where I always have trouble with 
these things is you think it would have come out by now or yeah I, most most things i do i think we'd yeah. have more information yeah i i but i'm not into a vast cover-up conspiracy type thinking um yeah where the illuminati rule over us or so i'm not into i don't believe that that's the mm -hmm. case so you you're not woke i in my opinion in some ways i feel like i'm woke yeah. Because I've looked into that stuff. I just don't think it's this massive conspiracy. I think it's just about money and it's really simple. And it's really simple yeah. when you understand humans and how they act. That we're going to get screwed over by everyone, no matter what their agenda. Well, if you do not have some kind of power, if you mm. do not, and by power, I don't necessarily mean governmental power or just monetary, pull, yeah. but just where you have control of your life and you don't have to be influenced by the corporate decisions above you or the political decisions. And yeah. it's not easy because we all have to pay bills. We have to work. You're going to feel like there's this vast conspiracy set against you because that's kind of the way the world works. And yeah. I'm sure at some point back when we were hunter gatherers or running around in small little tribes, you know, we felt the world was against us. But at that time we felt it was the gods against mm. us. If we didn't appease the gods, yeah, we, would have a, a rough harvest or that type of thing. And, and it's similar to, to our beliefs now. We believe there's mm -hmm. this, these godlike rich people, rich, powerful people that are controlling our every move. And while I would say some of them control yeah. financial markets, they don't control every move we, we make. But to, to an extent, they might, because if, if their actions have reactions that affect the rest of us, then... Well, I mean, but there's nothing we can do about what they do exactly you know i'm I not mean, saying we could save ourselves i'm just saying that yeah we just we got to roll with it yeah. and get ourselves in a situation where we aren't necessarily controlled by every change in the in the stock market or the yeah. you know that kind of thing like or a covid doesn't come around and tank the economy and we're yeah. out of a job and that's where it's tough i mean there are people that have more powerful power than us I just haven't seen people work in unison mm. at any level for long enough to believe that they could have this this group of people that has run the world for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yeah. It's just some rich, powerful people. And they... And they're just assholes. Well, they, they want to keep their riches and power, yeah. which is probably the same thing we would do. Hopefully we would do it with a little better eye on humanity than yeah. some of those people would. Yeah, you like to think so. But you never really know until it happens, you know, or if, when, never. Probably banking on never, but doing yeah, our best. Yeah, you know? safer to aim low mm -hmm. and strive for higher. <laughs> yeah, words of wisdom. The next uh, little snippet of history here is from Greek physician uh, Tessius. I was thinking it was going to be one of your fun Greek names that you... Uh, trust me, I, yeah, I saw the C in front of it. I'm like, nope, not going to get me today. I'm <laughs> not going to try to say Tessius. No, it's Tessius. Uh, wrote about the existence of dog-headed men in India back in the 5th century BC. His report also included unicorns, satires, <laughs> and men that reached 18 feet tall. That's a callback to the giants. I wish it wasn't in the same sentence as unicorns, but technically, if we're gene splicing, throw a horn on a horse. There you go. Explained. A century or a second century AD satirist actually condemned Tessius to a specific part of hell reserved for liars. So we can probably ignore his report. It's pretty tough to go with unicorns. Yeah. If he would have left that out, 
100% would have been golden, but nope, had to say unicorns. Well, you got your wish. Is it Megasthenes? Megasthenes? Megasthenes. I'm going to say Megasthenes. That sounds like more Greek than mega thinness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially the end sounds Greek. Yeah. Megasthenes, a Greek traveler, reported seeing dog-headed people in India. According to him, they used barking to communicate with one another. They were animal skins and lived as hunters. They wore animal skins and lived as hunters. That doesn't seem supernatural at all to me. Could just be humans wearing wolf hide. Could be. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I would like to think that they'd know the difference between humans wearing wolf hide and dog-headed people. Well, and the barking part. You know, yeah. if you think humans have watched wolves for thousands and thousands of years. So we could just be like, oh, this is how they talk. This is how they hunt. And it works for them. True. That part seems feasible. Hmm. The Eastern Orthodox Church gives St. Christopher the head of a dog in many of their depictions. Although, hilariously, a great deal of people believe the identification comes from mistranslation turning Canaanite... Uh, into canine? Yeah, into canine. So now, poor dude's legacy is just him with a dog's head. Can you imagine that? What if he was a great guy, and he came back as a ghost, and he's like, are you guys kidding me right now? You gave me a dog head in all my paintings? <laughs> that is, that's an interesting... <laughs> Yeah, it's, and I, it's I pulled interesting some of them on up. a couple levels that first they would give a Christian saint yeah. a dog head. Yeah. And they would <laughs> mess up the interpretation like that. Yeah. It's kind of. Like they didn't second guess it. Like, are you sure it's a dog head? <laughs> well, and then how many other interpretations are wrong because of simple things like that? Through None of them as hilarious as this, if that was the case, unfortunately. Well, the Giants one, that's pretty hilarious. What if they got No, that's that pretty spot on, man. But that what is... if they, what if it was simply like that, they got the interpretation wrong? But you get it in like multiple language. You get Latin, you get Greek, you get everything points to Giant. Like there's not one that's like a grasshopper person or... But maybe it was a tribe of six foot tall people. Nah, because I'm not a Giant and I'm also not six foot tall. But, well, you know... Uh, 5'11's close, though. We go back a, a few thousand years, you and I would be tall. Yeah, but not like monstrously tall. We would be taller than average, but, go, yeah. So you get somebody that's actually tall in a group of people. I think we brought that up in the giant episode was, yeah. you know, you know, sharing their genes and stay tall. Yeah, I don't know. And if they're good warriors, too. I mean, they've, they've known about, I'm going to call it selective breeding mm. for thousands of years. That's probably where the whole royalty, Marian royalty yeah. comes from, is from... You got to keep the bloodline pure. Well, keeping the strong, strong. You know, that maybe they didn't understand the science behind it, but when you have a six-foot ancient male mating with a tall ancient female, yeah. you know, and they all of a sudden all their children are tall... People can start putting that together, and they're like, "Oh shit, we can grow people." Yeah, and it's like our dogs. You know, mm -hmm. we can we can change the breed of our dogs if we, you know, mate two blondes. They're gonna stay blonde. We always gotta mess something up. Small dogs were the worst. Horrible, well, who, horrible. Yeah, choice. I don't know who came up with that. Yeah, they should have been shot long before that happened. Not all small dogs, but maybe chihuahuas. chihuahuas. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, any dog that that is tiny that shakes constantly. That's that means that you made that dog uh, like, too small. What kind small. of anxiety you got, dog? Chill out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, what about the miniature Doberman? How I don't think I've seen... I've heard of them. I don't think I've ever seen one. Yeah. They look just like a Doberman, but they're small. And you're like, what kind of issues? Are they super weird too? Like Some of them are, but, for, but they're... they're Especially, I bet, if you spent the money on good breeding, they're probably pretty pretty mellow, but... 
What kind of anxiety would you have if you ran into a a large size pincher and you're a min pin? You'd be like, he's a giant. Yeah. Yeah. I must tell my people. Yeah. They're they're hiding. From there, the legend is born. They're hiding their skeletons. The humans are hiding the skeletons (laughs) of the giant Dobermans. Yeah. It seems a lot more uh, realistic when it's compared to dog breeds i suppose so <laughs> so there you go you just helped my case it's okay. just a theory from a skeptic but i know i know yeah and that's yeah everything's a theory man none of us know anything about anything but giants are scary and fun mm. it's i've tried thinking about it i've tried thinking about like a tall like a really tall person when i read 18 feet i'm like I like look up in the sky i'm like where would that be and it is it's weird but i don't know if it's like, when i read like 18 feet i also think well noah's ark supposedly had two of every animal mm-hmm. that was, was a big ass boat yeah. must have been yeah it, an impossibly big boat mm. i mean if you got all the time in the world why not you know, but you didn't know the world was gonna trees. flood well do you think god okay do you think god would be like no i need you to build a boat and he's like all right i'll get started and then god's like oops too late <laughs> or do you think he'd be like all right when you're done building this boat it's gonna take a while i'll hold off till you till you get this finished up you know i would think it's one of those stories that's changed over the years mm-hmm. there was probably a group of people and their livestock or a few animals that were saved because they had a boat-like thing during it's, the flood. It's a neighbor looking at them go by, like, look at all, what is this, a zoo? Look at all these animals. Yeah, yeah, well, and then they had to justify why there was a flood. And then if, you know. Like, it must have been that zoo that went into that weird boat that Noah was building Yeah, forever. every animal was on it. Yeah, could be, could be. I don't know, we counted at least, what, five, six? Everyone, I don't know, everyone I've There's seen. only yeah. one way to put every animal on a vessel, and that's only with their genetic material mm. so there yeah, there's so there there's the closest thing you're going to get to a possible alien theory the aliens yeah. were the ones that had noah's ark and they could catalog every human on or every animal on earth yeah in these little small vials of dna yeah that they were able to transport i don't Possibly. believe that's true yeah but that makes more sense but than it, noah's i mean ark. yeah it could it could make a sci-fi original movie yeah. prometheus isn't it something like that probably I don't remember. I don't think I no way I did see Prometheus. But the but also like if they were giants. Yeah. If but if if you look at like we've mentioned gene splicing and all that stuff, what if there wasn't that many animals and it was all these giants making all these freaky animals we see now? Isn't and that so really he's just like, All right, we got all eight of the animals. Isn't <laughs> that part of the <laughs> either the giant or the ancient ancient alien story is that like, these these creatures on Earth were made by an alien species like the uh anunnaki is that the is that who it something is? like that yeah yeah it's a kind of but that also could be translated back right back into the giants do you ever think of the fact that the conspiracy world might be racist no <laughs> no i'm i'm sure part of it is because and i don't think if it is it's not purposeful but yeah it, it's funny how we humans have explained away the process of or the ways that ancient humans built things hmm. it always has to be this supernatural alien oh type they don't thing. want they don't want to just be like it was slaves it, or it was slaves or yeah. it was smart brown people or ancient yeah. people that we've called stupid were able to build pyramids couldn't in it be parts smart of, brown slaves maybe they weren't slaves i mean a lot of people don't be, there's a lot of people that don't believe the egyptians that built the yeah. pyramid were slaves this is um Related to the whole us not being able to duplicate what's what's going on in Egypt with like pyramids and stuff and not fully understanding what they're for. Like people are like, oh, it's just a big sarcophagus, you know, big tomb. But 
Um, I'm working on an episode about Nikolai Tesla and his research of the pyramids because he believed that it was like a, a worldwide grid of energy. Like this thing was almost a reactor that could power anything needed because it was limestone capped with gold. And if you look at what limestone does as far as just uh, conductor like capabilities and stuff like that, he was looking into this stuff. And that's why I'm so pissed that he died. I'm like, this dude was actually really smart. And he was looking into some of the more, you know, woo-woo theories out there that what if what if he was right and these this is how it was done. And after his death, when Trump's grandpa or whatever took all his documents, we know how it was all done. But we just were like, well, that's not going to make us any money, is it? You usually won't hear me defending Trump on anything. Mm. But if, that's how I set it up for that if reason. If Trump's yeah. grandfather did take those documents, it was because the government at the time said to take those papers mm -hmm. to see what was in them because Tesla was so far ahead in his theories yeah. that some of the stuff we're just now doing. So he was right on some things. Mm -hmm. and But that's a very interesting look at the pyramids and what they could have, their possible actual reasoning could have been. They could have powered all of Egypt on those things. I don't, I, I mean, there's no evidence of power. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that was the way their religious beliefs held up. They built something in a place of power like other societies have, yeah. you know, when you, you know, magnetic power or whatever mm. places they felt were powerful. But that's what I'm saying. That shows great intelligence to even think like that, you know, to even like say that this ancient civilization that has nothing more than drawings on the walls of creatures that definitely don't exist has the capability to also create something that to this day we haven't done. But they're... There's no definitive proof that that's yeah, what it's for. Yeah, there's hieroglyphs. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's hieroglyphs that look like the Egyptians had. And, yeah. a, well, that too, but they had electricity. And mm -hmm. There's no proof of that. And well, they did. And it doesn't make sense that they did. Just because they're older? Like because they're back in the ancient days when people were throwing sticks and stones at each other? Um, because if, if they did have that kind of information, mm -hmm. then somehow it was lost in history. And there's... Because of how connected ancient Egypt was to the modern world later on, yeah, um, through Greece, it's hard to see that stuff disappearing. I mean, with all the wars and yeah, yeah, famines and and different problems that region had through the years, it could have been lost. But even even that would be just drumming up another conspiracy theory that it was lost intentionally, and that they don't want us to know that these people way back in the day were doing shit that is possible now. But we're not doing it for whatever reason they don't want us to know about. But if the Egyptians were doing it at that time, mm. most of the Mediterranean would know about it. Yeah, well, there's the same thing can be said about, like, you look at the, the Aztec ruins and the Mayans. They all have pyramids. And did they communicate with each other at, the, at this time and, like, go back and forth and be like, oh, oh nice building. I'm going to go back and build one myself. Like, I think so that, if you go back and read a writer called Zachariah Sitchin, he would mm. say that all those places are connected. Yeah, And he will prove it through his interpretation of ancient text that yeah. are yeah. a lot. The experts say he interpreted wrong. I mean, that's where you get Planet X from was yeah. some of those interpretations. And But he was one that always pushed that those things were connected. Hmm. But, and you just don't subscribe to that? Like you just don't think that that's possible? Or? Uh, having read a lot of his books, I used to think it was possible. Hmm. And then having read the other information that has a, a better basis of the mm. interpretation of that language yeah. makes me believe that that's not the case. But then you still have, you know, regardless, it's crazy that pyramids were built 
in different parts of the world in ancient times. Mm. And, you know, if there was like an interconnected thing, similar to what Tesla would say, maybe different minds in different part of the world came up with the same idea at around the same time period. Or maybe all those people were actually from the same area and took their myths and legends and built this pyramids based on stuff that stories that they had taken from when they migrated to these different regions of the world. Yeah. Migration would, would be one that, that you'd be like, well, yeah, that's plausible. Or maybe there was a religion back then that Mm. they put their gods at the top of a pyramid and it spread throughout the world before whatever cataclysm disconnected all these people. Yeah. I just, you know, what's weird is like we can, we refurbish all these old crazy things sometimes, make them look, but how dope would it be if they got the money together to like reface the pyramids? Because can you imagine fresh limestone on those things with a gold cap? They would look amazing. Yeah. Like I, I picture it and I'm like, damn, that looks a lot better than a weird dirt triangle that yeah, is right I mean, now you know like and that's me saying i've never been there and i hear it's breathtaking even how it is now but i picture it with limestone and oh a yeah gold when, cap. You, when you hear the ancient historians yeah. describe it it's it's like, just another level yeah and it would be it would be fun to see that and mm. i wouldn't be surprised if someday somebody is able to go do that. fund me I let's mean, get a go fund me going for egypt some rich guy in the in the gulf of you know, yeah. Arabia. But could, people would probably get upset too. And be like, that's not the original. You're defacing it. How dare you? No, because I think they would be able to track. They know the original. Yeah. They know what it was. And they also know why the, those parts of the pyramid were taken. They were taken by locals who used those things for other things. Yeah. The limestone, you know, the, the, the limestone that would reflect the sun they would use for they 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 just would end up using it in their homes or other buildings at the time because it was easier than going and redoing it Mm. depending also on the type of labor you know after yeah that years and years of war you might not have the same population yeah you might not have people that believe your your leader is a god anymore so they might not do those major projects without getting paid really well Mm. so but i think somebody rich eventually might come along and change the pyramids yeah. after i just love to see that i think it'd well, be it'd be gorgeous you know? i think that region of the world would have to um be a little bit more stabilized yeah and less less uh religious violence going on what do you think what what would your reaction be if they refaced it put the gold cap on and suddenly it turned into a giant beam into the heavens and like energy for all, the entire planet <laughs> That'd be pretty like, cool. we should have done this a long time ago that would be kind of cool. Yeah. But free I, energy. I just think it would look like an amazing building mm-hmm. and that would be amazing enough just to sit and stare at it. Yeah. Eat what, if nothing else happened, I would be impressed. Yeah. Which, if I went to Egypt on vacation and sat at the base of those pyramids, I'd probably just sit there and stare for I know, hours. Yeah. Because you see pictures and you're like, oh, that looks giant. But like standing in front of it and be like, oh, shit, yeah. this thing is huge. But you go to New York and you see things like that too with the mm-hmm. skyscrapers. I mean, yeah. Even ancient humans could do amazing things. Yeah. That's why there's modern humans. They do humans things better because, than we do. In my yeah. personal well, opinion. I think um, it's just a natural. Humans have to do stuff. How do we make it cheaper? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that works now when you're an investor and you want to mm-hmm. own a company. You do make it cheaper. Yeah. Then you gain power and you become part of the elite. See? 
the ancient Egypt, Egyptians, <laughs> the Egyptians, no, the ancient Egyptians didn't want to make things cheaper. They were like, no, we're doing this correctly. All right. Then they did time, that they did next to correctly. their dog headed God. Well, it's interesting too, because we talk about the Egyptians, like they're the ancient society, ancient advanced society. But when you come out of, you know, the fertile crescent in, in Iraq and Iran, mm -hmm. that's where modern society basically started yeah um everything that we modern humans kind of i mean we'll call it ancient because they that was thousands of years ago but yeah. um that's basically what got us to where we are now is that area of the fertile crescent and how they were able to build cities into that area mm -hmm. Nimrod. Then, yeah and then you find out that there were being there were cities in other parts of the world at that time yeah so were they sharing information? Probably not. It's, I think it's just a natural progression, especially when you have, at that time, gods as so much a part of your, your belief. Hmm. And I'm sure that made it easier for legends like Dogman to come into existence because we have ancient paintings yeah. of Dogman or ancient hieroglyphs. And yeah. it's, so it's really easy for us to make that connection now. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's weird. Like, we, we pick and choose what, what their stuff means. Like, I mean, they could have a painting of a cup, and we could be like, no, that's not a cup. That is the ancient Egyptian shower. And be like, okay, well, that's what it, you know, it looks like a cup. Are you sure it's not a cup? Like, no, it's not a cup. You know, and that's the same thing we do with, like, anything we see. Be like, well, what this actually means, and you got these bozos on the History Channel bank. If you take a look and look back, and you're like, nope. No, man, all I see is a dog, a dog head on top of a human body. That, that means to me, that's what they saw. That's what they did. You know, whether or not that's accurate. And maybe they were just like, oh, this is what we think our God looks like. It could be like this guy right here. He growls a lot. Yeah. Let's He's, make him grumpy. <laughs> this <laughs> is what happened after he got rabies. He started acting like a dog. Yeah. You know, know, I mean, who knows? Yeah. And that's where it gets. That's hard. where the mystery is. And that, that's why I love it, though. Like, even even though no one else wants to think that way, I'm like. I don't know. To I think me, a lot of people want to think that yeah. way. Conspiracies are more yeah, I, popular than they ever I wish I found been. more people that were into this stuff that were like me, where you st you can still look at things rationally. You can still be like, and I know saying that after convincing you that giants are real, maybe you're looking at me like, yeah, maybe not so rational. You but, haven't convinced me. Huh? You haven't convinced me that giants not, are real. Not yet. Okay. Dude, I told you, it's going to be like five episodes over the course of probably a year where I'll be like, all right, back to the giants. Here we go. <laughs> because it's the only thing to me that I have so much information on that ties to other things. I'm like, perfect you know whether or not at the end of that <laughs> it's all accurate it's like oh it turns out i gotcha uh, that's that's for you to decide well but. yeah that we're here to throw two different opinions out in most cases mm -hmm. and let everybody yeah. else decide what they will what they believe yeah and we're here to throw those opinions out without ripping each other apart which is the best yes which is what if there's one thing that people need to take away from this podcast it's that you can have discussions you can completely disagree on certain topics without being really rude and tearing someone a new one. You know, yeah, it's possible. Or, or hating somebody, mm -hmm. you know. It's okay to think differently. Yeah, yeah, it's perfectly okay. And it, mm -hmm. should, it should be, if we actually want to become decent humans and more advanced in our society, yeah. that's the only way to, to make it work is conversations where it's okay not to agree. Yeah. You know. If you need to get something done, you, you can still not agree, but you gotta you gotta meet in the middle somewhere, compromise. Yeah. It's or just give and throwing take. information out there and being like, yeah, that that resonates with me. Yeah. That doesn't resonate with me. Cool. Yeah. I don't dislike people 
that like conspiracies because I'm skeptical. Mm. And you also know what it's like to like conspiracies because you you were down that rabbit hole once. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I'm sure through the time or throughout this podcast, I'll throw in tidbits of Mm. what led me to be a skeptic. Yeah. You know, it's, there's just no reason to be angry if somebody doesn't agree with me. Yeah. It's not worth it. You are absolutely right. I think um, uh, I might have uh, something else. So when you get another thing, when you get an episode from us, there will be plenty of different connections and we may go off on a tangent, but. Oh, as proven in this one, I'd say about a quarter of this episode has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with Dogman, but it's good information. It's still good. You know, at least to me it is, you know, if people don't like it, then there's fast forward buttons on everything. Well, we're both, we're both making connections to everything from different point of views too. Yeah. At some, you know. So it'll it'll be a fun ride. And uh, here's a picture of St. <laughs> Christopher. Wow. With his dog head. That's yeah. a serious dog head. I know. And he lo- but he kind of looks happy. He's got like, hey, what's up? Thanks for letting me chill with you guys. He looks, it almost looks like one of those plague masks that you've seen people. A little bit, yeah. With a little snow. During the plague. Big ass eyes, though. So there's one more, um, not story, but like little well-known person that documented dog, dog-headed men. And that is our boy, Marco Polo. Hmm. Yes. Believe it. Marco Polo mentions witnessing them in his writings. He said dog men, uh, or I guess dog men would be a good plural, said dog men were barbarians, cruel, and spotted on the Andaman Islands, comparing them to mastiffs, which is a little strange because most uh, references lean more towards, you know, traditional wolf heads or like German Shepherd type, the pointy ears, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, having seeing Marco Polo say that they were more like Mastiffs is a little different, but hey, maybe there's more than one. Maybe they just had the face that reminded of a, of a Mastiff, which was, a Mastiff was well known and, hmm? you know, they, uh, I believe the Romans used to use that type of dog in battle. So it's, it's, a, it's an old breed. It's a recognizable one, too, yeah. where he's like, oh, I've seen that. Yep. Yeah. And it's a big, strong, tough dog. So I don't know where these islands are that he's talking about, but I would mm. assume maybe Andaman? near... Maybe near India. Probably. That's where a few of them, a few of these were, were actually from India. Could it be also just... He didn't have his glasses? Or the European way of looking at savages. Hmm. You Look know. at these dog men. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe these, who knows what it could have been, but yeah, that's where it's tough from travelers like that is they had their way of looking at the world and it sometimes tainted their words. Yeah. Like I just, it's kind of strange to me that we will pick and choose what we want to take as gospel from people in history. You know, like we're not like. Like, I've never once heard in my life that Marco Polo had seen dog-headed men until I was researching this. So it's almost like, yeah, we keep the snippets that make sense, everything else, throw it away. Like, I think you know. there's stories about Christopher Columbus seeing white people in the New World mm. that I don't think it came directly from him, but if I remember right, it came from stories his son told Yeah, that Christopher Columbus saw. But then again, if you see a light-skinned Native American 
you might all of a sudden Think say, the see, mm -hmm. the European descendants are the strongest. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I mean, everybody has their view. Even us talking about this stuff has our certain maybe, view that we bring to it. Maybe it was an albino. Could have been. Or it could have been a different European or someone from up where the Vikings came from that made it there first. I yeah. Mean, you know, we went through many years believing mm -hmm. Christopher Columbus discovered America, even though there were already people living there. Yeah, I can't mean, discover I, what's already been discovered. Right. Classic, classic history. I don't know. I just like, and I know this, there's going to be a lot of people on this episode that get mad that, oh, you didn't tell this story or you didn't tell this story. And like the super popular dogman sightings, like, you know, the Beast of Bray Road. Uh, pretty much, I think Linda Godfrey has like four or five books with stories filled with... Isn't she a cryptid writer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say if people are worried we didn't touch on their favorite part of the story, let us know and yeah. maybe we can get back to it. Or if you have your own Dogman experience, write that in. Jersey Devil, Mothman, yeah. any all, of those kind of things. We'll talk about them. Yeah. I'll try to debunk it properly. Yeah. Unless you can That's send me good ever, yeah. evidence. And what kind of evidence you need a picture? No, because then you'll say it's Photoshop. Picture. Okay. It needs to be multiple levels, I think. But, you need uh, them to have four different cameras. Well, you know, I'm I'm a skeptic, but yeah. I can change my views anytime yeah. I feel like something is real. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I think I'm really going to have to just memorize this because it. I tried like... 50 different variations of this email address on Gmail before it finally said it was available. Freaky Deaky, not available. The Freaky D, not available. Freaky Deaky Pod, not available. And guess what? There's no other Freaky Deaky Pod, so I, I don't know about any of this. But uh, the email that it finally graced me with was thefreakydeakypod at gmail.com. Thefreakydeakypod um, at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah, so if you have stories or anything like that, you can send it there, and then we can convince Christian that way. Um, and I'm sure there's a link to that in any of the ways they access either the podcast or yes. the information on social media. Yeah. So, uh, f at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram is, is the only social media I've set up just for like I'll post any pictures or anything like that from the stuff that I've read. And yeah, so you can follow that and ridicule Christian from social media like a cyber bully. That works as well. Or me. You know, I'm always down to be torn a new one so yeah you know sometimes when somebody slaps you in the face with something mm. you might see the light yeah not yet though don't literally slap us in the face yeah slap us in, in public slap us with knowledge yeah one way or the other absolutely um yeah i think that's that should wrap it up for the day then dog man it's a it's a fun there's actually, there's an entire podcast dedicated just to Dogman. Like, I think it's called Dogman Encounters. So shout out to, I think his name is Vic. Shout out to him. Uh, check that out. And so if you can have a, a podcast dedicated with just enc encounters and experiences like that, I'm like, hmm, might be something to it. Kind of like Sasquatch Chronicles, which has been going on for, you know, it's on like episode 500 or 600 something now, you know. Ancient Aliens. Ancient Aliens is just Keeps a crock. going. And like yeah. the first couple were interesting and then yeah. they just everything was the Ancient Aliens. They were like, they're like, guys, this is our most popular show. We have to keep it on the air. Yeah. Tell us that same story again about how the Egyptians talked to these aliens. Yeah. yeah. I got it. Yeah. So anyway, that is the tale of Dogman. Spoiler alert, Christian is still not convinced. 
uh, maybe next time. Or if you have uh, some more incredible information that you think might might sway him a little bit, email it, shoot it, DM, Instagram, anything like that. Uh, we will be all on top of it, and we will get him converted to weird paranormal beliefs as soon as possible. I would take some old family pictures of Dogman. Yeah, so you heard it here first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, until next time. 